Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Close to the Bone. I'm Carl Vreeland, your host. This marks the one-year anniversary of the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening, and I want to thank you all for your support, feedback, and suggestions. It's all been very helpful. All right, this is episode number 24, entitled Authority Figures. There are a number of reasons why one would perceive authority negatively. Irrespective of these reasons, defiance will no doubt produce problems in life. An example may shed some light on this sentiment. Let's say a cop pulls us over for going 12 miles an hour over the speed limit. Typically, at least in the New York area, 10 miles an hour is the average and accepted window allotted for speeding. So we put up a big stink. The next thing we know, the cop is riding us up for a speeding violation and for not wearing a seatbelt, which he would have likely overlooked if we were polite and respectful. So we drive away angry and indignant. We think, it's not as though I have a criminal record. I'm a law-abiding citizen. These effing cops are on power trips. We dislike people who hold power over us. We feel subordinate in situations such as these. Additionally, we feel as though we are entitled to a break. We believe in a sort of cosmic justice. If I do the right thing, the universe will reward me in some way. But the reality is, we broke the law, we took a gamble, we took a risk and got caught. Why shouldn't we pay the price? Why get angry? If we're going to take a chance speeding, why get pissed off at a cop for pulling us over and giving us a ticket? He's doing his job. Plainly, when it comes to authority, it's easy to play the victim. This way, we don't have to take responsibility for our actions. For sure, as long as we continue blaming the powers that be, we will never have to hold ourselves accountable. There is a strong distrust of authority that permeates our culture, and the media's aptitude for magnifying a few bad apples have contributed to this distrust. Their portrayal of police officers, the justice system, government officials, and religious leaders have created a cynicism and animosity to an already aggressive and suspicious society. More than that is the anti-scientific propaganda that finds its way into our social consciousness. It provides the fodder that feeds the paranoid and conspiratorial attitudes that exist in the world, such as the earth is flat, Vaccinations cause autism, and that climate change due to human consumption is a lie. We may or may not be aware of our authority issues or cognizant of where they originated. Maybe we were raised by parents who were domineering, whereas now any display of power triggers us. Perhaps we were in a manipulative relationship with someone that had taken its toll on us. Whatever the case may be, we all respond differently to authority and have varied triggers. Some of us get angry. Some of us cower. Which perhaps points to the problem of authority being less about what we think about it and more about how we feel when encountering it. Dealing with authority figures seem to come down to two choices, submit or rebel. Some of us have an inclination to submit to authority because we fear being viewed as a troublemaker. For instance, we don't want to cause problems or come off as rude or difficult with our boss at work. 
We want to go with the flow and fit in. We want to be agreeable. However, what we don't realize is that by submitting, we are giving away our power. It never occurs to us that we could say no or decline in a professional and straightforward manner without the risk of losing our job. We usually feel disempowered, or we feel as though we haven't any other choices but to acquiesce or resist. But we do have other choices. Firstly, to access the alternatives, we must change our perspective and mindset at work. We need to realize that by submitting or rebelling, we are empowering our boss. We are giving them an opportunity to upgrade their position of power. Secondly, we need to acknowledge that authority doesn't equal oppressor. And thirdly, we must let go of our old attitudes. Instead of pedestalizing our boss or dehumanizing him or her, we need to humanize them. Engaging with our boss with this new sensibility will empower us. Furthermore, by shifting our focus, we will recognize that people who have positions of power have a role to play. They have to get things done. And sometimes we will have to do things for them that we would prefer not to do so they can achieve their goals. Unfortunately, on occasion, someone will wield their power over us inappropriately, whereas we might have to refuse to do something, especially if it's against the law or deeply conflicts with our principles and integrity. But outside of unethical behavior or a demeaning and disrespectful treatment of an employee, the head of a company needs to instruct, direct, and call the shots to successfully run a business and produce substantial profits. Similarly, a cop must possess a command presence in order to protect himself and the community. And a politician must have a firm stance on issues and a strong resolve. This is the way of the world, whether we agree or disagree with their beliefs, opinions, or policies. We would have the same responsibility in a particular position that demanded it. What would be wise to acknowledge is this, that the boss, the cop, and the politician are people too, with people problems. They have a job to do, bills to pay, families to care for and answer to, and people that they too must respect and take orders from. And they are mortals that get sick and experience loss and heartbreak. They have things to do that they would prefer not to do. They have to compromise, they have to answer to someone, and they have to serve others as well just like us. Defiance and indignation is self-destructive and unwise. This is especially so when it comes to those who believe in God. Our issues with authority will ultimately impede us from surrendering our will to God. Understandably, when we view God as a figure of authority, surrendering feels like submission. After all, how can we lovingly surrender to a God that is punishing and judgmental? Letting go of this depiction of God could save us a lot of trouble. Truth is, this negative image of God was handed down to us. We inherited this imperious patriarch from indoctrinated human beings just like us. There is no evidence that God is dictatorial. Why not let go of this belief? Why not view God as nonpartisan? Imagine a neutral God, unbiased, neither benevolent 
no malicious, like nature, like the cosmos, like everything as it is. We are the ones who add meaning to everything. This is good, this is bad. Yes, it's necessary to some extent in order to survive. Don't feed the lions and don't touch the fire. That said, look at nature. It's just doing its thing. The animals are just going about their day, looking for food, soaking up the sun, finding shelter at night. No past, no future, just moving along in the present moment. We are the ones that complicate things. Think about it. If God just is, not concerned with our choices, flaws, thoughts, mistakes, sins, or successes for that matter, well, we would have to take full responsibility for our actions. We would have to hold ourselves accountable. Indeed, we would have no one to blame but ourselves for our bad choices. We couldn't blame God and think God is punishing us. No, our selfish and unethical actions would be the cause of our suffering. We can't escape the consequences of our actions. And if we are to learn and grow from each mistake we make, we must take responsibility and stop blaming God. Maybe our feelings about authority, in a sense, are in our minds. I mean, outside of fascist leaders, for instance, who actually hold power over people, whether they have authority or not, our attitude has a lot to do with how we view and, more importantly, feel about authority figures. So let's go back to our boss, the cop and the politician. They hold some power, some authority, but how much? A cop has the authority to pull us over and the power to write us a speeding ticket, but he certainly doesn't have the authority to, say, make us shine his shoes. We know the rules of the game and we know when a cop goes outside the rules. So we have a right to protest and to decline his command in this case. Same for our boss and any politician. Now what about God? We are powerless over many things. For instance, everything is fleeting. We all grow old and get sick and we all die. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's the deal. And if there is a God, these are certainly the rules of the game. The cosmic game, if you will. In fact, whether you believe in God or not, these are the rules. Fighting them would be foolish. It would cause us unnecessary suffering, and we would be the only one to blame for this suffering. And so God, nature, the cosmos, however you choose to look at it, has power over us, but not authority necessarily, because we do have the choice to rebel. Think about it, though. If God just is, if life just is, why not accept it? Why not just accept the rules of the game? What choice do we have? As I see it, we have two choices, rebel and suffer, or accept and find peace. See, accepting life and surrendering our will to God wouldn't be an act of submission from this viewpoint. No, on the contrary, surrendering would feel freeing and sanctifying. Well, that's all I have for now. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it, review it on Apple, and share it with others. Also, please visit my website, carltvreeland.com, 
You'll find my blog there, a link to my YouTube channel, 12 Steps to Heaven, which is all about alcoholism and addiction and depression, among other things. And you'll find yoga and meditation classes and much more. Again, thank you for listening and thanks for your support.